I think the way that I care about your inner child is I constantly make sure that our days are as light as they can be. And there's no pressure. And I I purposely try to make you laugh every day. (laughs) Because I feel like you were raised to be an adult so early in your life that you didn't really get to enjoy it. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden X Jay Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. (laughs) And today we are doing our final podcast of 2022. I can't believe it's almost done. Oh my gosh. Like 2022 came, made havoc, and (laughs) is now gone. Honestly, it came in like a wrecking ball and then we're just dealing with the aftermath at the end of the year. I think you're right. That's how it feels right now. And there are such extreme highs. Like the highs were highs and the lows were lows. I will say that. Um, Do I regret anything of 2022? No, because I feel like it came with a lot of lessons. ton. Mm -hmm. A lot of growth. A lot of unlearning and just craziness. What's the biggest lesson you're going to go into 2023 with? Oh, 2023 is my selfish year. Yeah. 2023 is the year where I say no to a lot of things and I say yes to whatever makes me happy, me as an individual. Ooh, somebody who never says no to anything. I know. I'm very surprised. I feel like 2023 is my like selfish, all about me year. Yeah. And if you ain't on board, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> I can concur that like 2023 will be our selfish year, like the most. And I'm really excited because I really feel like 2022, we fell off the wagon a little bit with... In what way? I would say that like we said yes to so many things. I believe in the anticipation of us starting our baby journey next year. So we were afraid of missing out on everything when that time comes. So we Mm -hmm. said yes to everything. Mm -hmm. We said yes when we were tired. We said yes when we were exhausted. We said yes to every single event, party, blah, 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 blah. And now I feel as if when we're coming to the end, we're dealing with it. We're exhausted. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. I think there was a lot of things that we got to do this year too. Like think of all the, like the deals, the partnerships that we were able to do. And honestly, as like we started this page without, expecting anything from it and now the possibility the possibilities are endless we've done so much we've done so many beautiful things and it's just like I'm just so thankful for everything that we've been able to accomplish like the biggest dream came through where we got to work with Taco Bell and that that in itself was just so so exciting and full circle full circle and we've been able to meet and work with brands who we would have never had the opportunity of ever hearing about and to see how much they genuinely care about us as individuals and as creators like i can't speak highly enough about dynamite this is not an ad or anything about for for them but the quality of the clothes the prices are genuinely affordable because of how good the quality is Mm. they're based in canada and they have really just shown us the most amount of love and support that I've never experienced from another brand in that type of way. Yeah. Like, it feels genuine. 
Yeah, well, yeah, they like what we do and they like what we talk about and they're just a cool brand. And I think, yeah, there's brands like Dynamite who just kick ass and we're just so happy to be a part of. Yeah, and their clothes are super cute <laughs> and they make my butt look good. That's why you like the clothes because they make your butt look big. You know how bigger. Hard, bigger. <laughs> you know how hard it is to find clothes that you could just wear and it fits you? Half the time you have to take everything in for me. Not half the time, all the time. Uh, Correction, you are. Yes, you are correct. That's another reason why she married me, y'all, is because <laughs> I take her clothes in and she thought, let me just marry the seamstress slash chef slash stylist and just make my life easier. Slash best friend. And she's kind of cute, so. Oh, what do you mean kind of cute? You're gorgeous. I married you for so many reasons. Those are just icing on top, but mainly for who you are. Oh, thanks, Liz. Why'd you marry me? Um. Well, one... Your bodacious body. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Superficial no. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I was just basing that off of your Tinder, your not Tinder, Tinder. Your hinge. Sorry, your hinge account. They're all the same at this point. I'm an old lady. I've been married for like two years. <laughs> off the market for four. Like, I don't even know what the kids are calling it these days. Stop. Um, no, but I married you because... I've never met anybody like you in the sense that you push me to want to be a better person and you push me to do more and you see potential that sometimes I don't even see. Like I just – you're my biggest fan and you're my best friend and when I hear people talk about love and being in love and how they can't get enough time – with their person and how they just always want to be around their person. I didn't understand it before I met you. I thought they were just like simps, like always just like, (laughs) that's so annoying. I can't imagine what that's like. But now being in this relationship and finding my soulmate, it's beautiful. And I totally understand it now. Do you want to be around me all the time? I do want to be around you all the time. I want to be around you all the time too. So that's why I married you. And you have a nice butt. (laughs) That's the second reason. Yeah. That's your cherry on top. You know, sometimes you get a chef, seamstress, sex goddess, all the above, (laughs) and then sometimes you just get somebody with a really nice butt, and the universe just works its way out. Anywho, welcome to our final episode. Yeah. Of the year. Of the year. We'll be back in 2023 because we've got quite a bit of crazy things happening that we're going to get into at the end of the podcast, but we just want to take a second to say Thank you for joining us. I know this has been a journey for these past now fifth episode, I believe. Yeah, it's been five episodes Mm -hmm. and we just want to say thank you for listening to Mm -hmm. us. We know you can spend your hour doing anything else, but you've decided to hang out with us for an hour and have an intimate conversation um, about things that matter. And just like our page, you know, we started it with the intention and that is still our only intention of just making people feel less lonely and really creating a sexy and safe space to have honest conversations about healthiness, relationships, communication, and all the above. And for us to know that we've created this beautiful community that wants it and supports it and is looking for it in their future partner or you know, having open conversations with their current partners means the world to us because that's all we've ever wanted to do. And we've been very fortunate enough because of you to be able to work with brands to, that support that message and want to get behind having more visibility for 
people of color and people like us. So when you see us post about brands on our page, please like and comment because all those brands are supporting us and they're supporting this podcast and they're supporting our whole vision in creating safe space and just representation matters. So please, a little like would go a long way. And just so you know, we never work with a brand that we have not personally supported ourselves. The amount of brands that come in to try to work with us is ridiculous, but we say no way more times than we say yes. So anybody that we actually choose to work with, it's because one, we've been work, we've support the brand ourselves personally before they even asked to like, you know, do an ad. Those Gillette razors have been in our bathroom forever. Forever. (laughs) They're only, because any other razor I've used, I've gotten freaking razor burn and ingrown hairs. They're the freaking worst. I can't. (laughs) But, you know, the, those are the brands that we like them. to <laughs> those are the brands we like to work with. And it's just awesome that we get to go and share it with you all. And we trust me, there wouldn't be somebody that we don't support on our page. And just so you, just so again, safe and sexy space, just to get that out of the way and clear, we will not work with a brand that we do not support. And Jay is very adamant about that in the meetings. Like she will put her foot down so fast and you know, it's it's the right thing to do because you trust us and we never want to lose that trust. That's right, baby. Thanks. And going Anyways. into 2023 with trust hey, and so many other things. Love it. So with this final episode, we thought we'd kick it off a little differently. Yeah. We did a prompt on our Instagram and asked our followers what questions they would like for us to answer on this podcast. Yeah. Here we go. We, ooh, got we a, have a jar full of questions a, and we're just going to go through them randomized all right so i'm gonna answer as we go i'm gonna pull the first random question okay 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 so okay i really like this girl but she's in a relationship should i wait this is a soulmate type of connection oh they said soulmate type of connection those are bold words no i i hear that she's in a relationship so off the bat i'm gonna say no and respect the fact that she's in a relationship now here's the kicker if she's flirting with you while she's in a relationship that's a red flag for me yeah so i'm curious to know but i feel like if the girl is in a relationship Mm -hmm. you should walk away because that that's not right you should let them do their thing she being the person that's in the relationship if she's feeling the things that she says she's feeling, I'm assuming she's telling you what she feels for you, then she should have that conversation with her girlfriend, partner, whoever, and that have some time to you, and then, you know, try whatever it is. What's that saying? How you get them is how you lose them. That's so true. And so the thing you don't want to go into a relationship with is being the other person or something bad happening with that relationship and you being responsible. It's just not a great way at all to ever start a relationship. You have to be honest with yourself. And I actually, I agree a lot with what you're saying. Do not be that person lingering with feelings when they have a relationship. Respect them and respect their relationship. If you feel like you have too many feelings for this person, Honestly, just remove yourself from the situation. Out. Honestly, yeah. that's the best way, mm-hmm. best way to go about it. But you know, so I mean, I feel like I'm giving you this advice now in my 30s. Yeah. But if I was in my 20s, this oh, would no. not be my response. 20? They're not asking 20s, no, Jay. They're yeah, asking yeah, yeah. grungy. I, I was like, oh, that advice is toxic. <laughs> Very. Because we've all been there in our 20s. Yeah, probably. We'd say, who, who cares? Fuck yeah. it, go for it. I don't care. 
And that's not the best thing to hear. Nobody ever likes being cheated on. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and don't be the the one somebody cheats on. No, I agree. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Even if she's your soulmate, she should figure it out with her partner. Break things off. Have some time. And then y'all can try it. And I feel like that's the only way to tell somebody is your soulmate is if they are equally feeling that same emotion, have maturely made that decision, ended their relationship, took time to heal and process, and then came back like fresh, new, and start, not right after, right. like took time to actually figure it out, then yes, that is that is what a soulmate is. And it's always doing the right thing yeah. with the right person. The wrong person will make you do the wrong things. And... I hate, and I hate, I will say this how much I hate this on TikTok, the toxic relationship, like visibility is just infinite, especially within the like celesbian circle, because everybody just jumps from one to another, everybody's cheating, everybody's breaking up, all of, everybody's lying, all these things, and it's so easy to be, to basically be like, well, they're doing it, so that's just how it is, that's not it, and we're going to be here to tell you that's not okay. Do not do that. Take time to heal. Take time to process and be grown. Don't be 20-year-old us. <laughs> Ew. Ew. My turn. Go for it. Let's see. Give me a good question. Like a sexy one. I hope so. My girlfriend of 20 years and I want to get pregnant and we're a little overwhelmed on where to start. Any advice? Wow. First of all, years. congratulations. 20 years is like 80 years and gay years. Oh my. Yeah, I, that is correct math right there. <laughs> So congrats on that. And I totally understand. When Eden and I first started having the baby talk, it was so overwhelming because you have a million options. Nothing makes sense. It's It feels like a different language altogether. Oh, heads were spinning for yeah. so long. And what, what, it felt like um, information paralysis. Like we would just get so much like information that we didn't want to move. We didn't want yeah. to do anything. We didn't want to make a choice. And that can be pretty discouraging as well. And we hate for our community to feel that way because we should have our own family. You know, we should 100%. It should be just able be easier. That. It should be. It should be watered down a little bit for totally. the average person to understand. And it is not watered down, let me tell you. Mm-mm. But I think a good way to start is. Oh, they're. they're basically like fertility brokers out there and we did chat with one after we got to a certain point and it was own fertility and disha she runs it and it's uh, ran by a queer woman of color which is amazing and she has this like really calm and beautiful holistic approach to basically gathering all the information for you and then asking you personally you know what where do you stand on these love on the spectrum right where do you stand on your physical pain tolerance where do you stand financially where do you stand emotionally and all of those things so then she can give you the best options for you and not give you every single option out there it's just Mm -hmm. hey where who are you personally so i can personally put a package together that makes sense for you yeah and we really like that about her the sweetest person she's based in san diego and you don't have to be in san diego i'm sure she takes like zoom calls and stuff but um it was really comforting to kind of see what our options were there we jumped in and chatted with her halfway through our experience already we found her too late which it would have been nice at the very beginning so that's our advice to you is hit up or find places like ohm fertility who's like a broker yeah. and then they can give you like a baseline information. Another thing that helped us 
because it was very overwhelming thinking mm-hmm. about like it was very overwhelming for us to think about how we're gonna have this baby and who the donor is and like how much is it gonna cost, much is it gonna cost? <laughs> and everything in between that what Eden and I did was break everything down we did it is we broke it up into different parts we didn't do it all at once it all at the same so time crazy oh my it, it we would have just like lost it. Um, but we started with, you know, you had to figure out like a linear map, right? Where's the beginning and then where's the finish line? So we started at checking our fertility individually and just figuring out where do we stand? Are we good for our age? Are we looking low? Are we you know, looking high? And then we have all this time. And so we wanted to be armed with that information. Where do we stand like physically? And we got that information and then we learned that we had some time that quote unquote that we had on my side and then less time on your side. So we took that information and we're like, okay, since we are looking like we need to start this process now, what does that mean? Right. Step two was, okay, let's find a sperm donor. Yes. Sperm donors can be very expensive mm-hmm. and it takes a long time. I don't think people realize at least – us right right lgbtq community that when you're looking for sperm both of us have to agree on the same sperm (laughs) and that's a problem it's not easy it's not easy sometimes we have different qualities and different qualifications that we want within the sperm donor Mm -hmm. and that takes time to find quote unquote the perfect donor it took a lot of time to just agree on a specific person because you're choosing a person right and even when you find the right person, nobody talks about this. There is just so much pressure that you're putting on to find the right one. And then when you find the right one, the sperm might be sold out. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody talks about what criteria makes sense. Everybody's journey is different. So there was a bit of pressure on that. And then once we found one, obviously the price tag that goes with that. So the reason why we broke it up into parts is that we wanted to financially prepare ourselves yeah. for one thing. And then, okay, do that, save up again, and then start the next process, which was then, okay, now how are we going to have this baby? And that's when I believe we started talking with Hannah Busa. We went to a bunch of different clinics and fertility clinics to try to find the right one. We ended up landing with Hannah Busa because it just felt the right, the most right for us because we wanted to do mini IVF and they were just pioneering in this space. Not a lot of clinics do that. They're all about getting the most amount of eggs Mm -hmm. all at once, pumping you with a bunch of medicine and like there's no individuality when it comes to any of your prescriptions. Mm -hmm. Hanabusa is, okay, what does your specific body need? And that's all that we're going to give you, no more, no less. And that's what we wanted. And so we ended up picking them. And then that's how we met Om, which was great because then she kind of walked us through this this road of like now that you've decided that you want to, you know, do IVF, here's a couple of different IVF options. And then this is just what you should prepare for. And it was nice to have somebody tell you this is the road bumps that are going to come mm-hmm. ahead. And she was really sweet in like sharing her experience because she and um, her partner did IVF. And it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, and it was really nice to feel like, okay, like our experience wasn't easy, but at least we're not alone. And yeah. I think that's why it was so important. No matter how ugly or pretty our IVF journey became, we were going to share it because we didn't want – we wanted somebody else to feel that, like, that we felt 
which was, this was hard and it's scary, but at least we're not, you know, you're not alone in it. Yeah. So our advice to you is? Yeah, breaking it up. Breaking it up. <laughs> Have a starting and line and a finish line. Start with checking your ovaries, checking your everything. Literally, follicles. follicle counts, ovaries, everything to make sure that you're ready to go mm-hmm. and that you're at the right levels for your age. That's mm-hmm. super important. And I feel like women don't get themselves checked enough, especially young enough, especially young enough that I mean, I, I wish I was in my tw- I wish someone in, told part. me this when I was in my 20s mm-hmm. because I would have totally gone checked. Oh, you mean 20 year old Jay? That would have been a homewrecker, that Jay? I mean, I would have still gotten it checked because you never know. Yeah, you never know. But it would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, put down the car, the sports car, and pick up the fertility yeah, package. Just yeah. go because you never know. You never know, A, when you're going to – you never know when you're going to meet your soulmate. Mm-hmm. And you never know where life is going to take you. Right. Right? Like if I didn't meet you – and we've talked about this. If mm-hmm. I didn't meet you, I would have still had a baby. My plan was always to have a baby, whether that was with someone mm-hmm. would have been nice. <laughs> but if I didn't find my person, yeah. I was still going to have a baby yeah. with or without someone. And that's important mm-hmm. because had I known that your egg count drops once you mm. hit your 30s, I would have definitely gotten checked in my 20s because I knew from the get-go that I was going to have a baby. Yeah. Or at least maybe in your late 20s. Yeah. At the very least. Sure. And- I think we started this process in, I was 28, 29 when I got mine checked. And it doesn't even, and we'll just, you know, say this as like a warning. Even if you get your follicles checked and your levels checked and they're great, that doesn't mean that your odds are great when they go under the hood. Yeah. My levels and my numbers all came back. Like perfect even so much the doctors were like you know you don't have to worry about fertility you, you got time and then i actually have less follicles than jay does because now i'm only working with one ovary instead of two right and so that's, that's not, not even mean. guaranteed had we started earlier mm-hmm. maybe we could have caught the cysts yeah. earlier or all of those things but what's i to your point Checking where you stand in your 20s is critical Mm -hmm. and starting then because if you want to freeze your eggs, your eggs will forever be 20 years old. Those are bomb-ass young eggs Mm -hmm. and the odds of them, you know, carrying through to the finish line are way higher than if you're freezing 30-year-old eggs. Right. And there are so many different programs out there in your 20s that you can use. You can donate some and then like save some or however. There's so many things out there. But I, we would say if you're young, start looking into it now and basically give yourself a savings account and an option for your future yeah. to be able to buy yourself time. Because if we would have had, I don't know, this done earlier, we would have bought ourselves a couple more years. But yeah. now we're, we got to get this moving now. <laughs> so good luck. And we hope that answered your question. Yeah. Okay. And the uh, next question I have is, how do you navigate income differences? constantly declining rich girlfriends invites because of the money gap oh i hear i feel that i feel that i would say or do you have something maybe no i was just gonna say i can see where that's a problem Mm -hmm. especially if your rich girlfriend is always paying for things and you're not used to that Mm. or accustomed to that or like your wallet can't afford to pay go half seas on like a you know an expensive dinner that's yeah that's a little awkward very different lifestyle yeah i think just having an honest conversation with your partner is the way to go just sit her down and say yo 
I love you, but I am balling like you. <laughs> so let's figure out like a middle ground. I think people struggle with having honest conversations about money. And this is something you need to start doing now because yeah. you'd be surprised how many people get married and never talk about money. And money is the biggest cause of divorce. It's like one of the biggest cause of arguments and fighting. So be comfortable with talking about money. And for whatever reason society teaches us, we can't talk about money. You can't tell your coworkers how much you make. Like All of these things are so taboo. Start talking and having honest conversations about money and what your financial goals are where you stand and what your keep like where your budget is and do things that meet in each other's budget and there's nothing wrong with that no i agree when we first started dating i've always i've liked the finer things in life (laughs) and still do still do and i had somewhat of a shopping problem you emotionally shopped yeah i emotionally shop if i'm happy i shop if Mm -hmm. i'm sad i shop if i'm angry i I shop shop. (laughs) everything has to do with shopping yeah but that's not healthy and b when i met you i was i've i knew that our goals were really similar Mm -hmm. after our first conversation we both wanted to buy a house we both wanted to travel the world we both Mm -hmm. wanted to save we both wanted a baby Mm -hmm. all these things cost money right so very quickly we had to decide to have these open conversations Mm -hmm. early on you're absolutely right. I feel like when I first met you, I think I was making 65000 a year. Yeah. And I was working full-time at this major yeah. entertainment company. And I was making like 120 or one, I think. No, actually, I think I was making hundred k at the time when I met you. Right. And our, our, money, our, our money discrepancy was obviously there was a big gap, but... I had a bigger savings than you. Yeah, you did. And even though you had more money than me, it we just saw money very differently. Mm-hmm. And I knew when we had these open and honest conversations about where our future goals are and once we found out that we didn't have a lot of time to work with, I knew I needed to make a change. And so I needed to at least meet you where you're at and or like try to be able to be a provider for our family and then I needed to know what that number was and reach that goal and when I found my person even though I started making you know half it really motivated me to change my career and in less than a year I was able to double my salary and make 120 yeah there you go in like I think eight months and I think if I didn't have you as a motivating factor I didn't have our future um, I w- wouldn't have been able to push myself to meet you where you're at. And it wasn't like you forced me. I wanted to do that. And it was a great motivation to be able to keep striving to make more and, and do more and be a provider because I was just providing for myself and I didn't need a lot. And then I met somebody who liked nicer things. So I was like, <laughs> I need to make more money. <laughs> no, but I, wait. Not disclaimer. to buy nice things, but like say, disclaimer. disclaimer. I did not need her to make more money. I loved her for her. Yes. And wherever she worked did not matter. But I knew that was a part of who you are. And we were yeah, able Yeah, I like to, nice things. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's the thing. There's nothing wrong with her girlfriend having more money and probably liking liking nice things and liking bigger experiences mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that nobody should feel bad for being where they're at yeah and as long as she's not making her partner feel bad for where they're at they can meet in the middle 
And for me personally, even though there was such a big financial gap, it really motivated me and I was honest and transparent with you. And I was like, okay, this is what I could afford right now. Mm-hmm. And this, as we obviously were in the relationship more and more together, that budget increased. And then we talked about savings goals and we talked about baby goals and all of those mm-hmm. things. And it became a team thing. And as I was able to move up, we moved up together. And that was amazing. And so I think our advice to you is don't feel discouraged um, and just be open and transparent with your person about where where your budget is and how much you're able to afford. And then also have an open, transparent conversation about what goals are and where your budgeting is and things that you can do together. And I think that would be an awesome start for you both. I love it. Love you. Beautiful. My turn. Yeah. Any tip for going down on a girl? <laughs> Stop. This just became an X-rated podcast. Anything will help. Anything will help. Oh, my God. Anything will help, babe. Okay. So when I first <laughs> – when I first started um, having sex with a girl, obviously going down is foreign to a lot of us, if you, especially if you've never done it. Ooh. And – I did a ton of research <laughs> before I attempted to do to get down and dirty. Science. Yes. <laughs> I read a bunch of books. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, specifically like lesbians talking about going down on women mm-hmm. because I felt like the man's perspective was just so not it. Can't relate. But I feel like when I first started and I was a baby gay – one of the best tips that I read and that actually worked was just spelling the alphabet. Stop. Yeah. Who says that? Yeah. <laughs> that is such like a American Pie, like teenage movie thing. No. Okay. Let me let me help you out. Okay. <laughs> My advice that I have is don't okay. Every time you go down on a girl everything is a new experience so do not assume one size fits all I think it comes back down to communication and asking people what they like because odds are they will know what they like and so if you just ask them what is your thing what do you like where's your comfort level Mm -hmm. just ask for a map I think that's way more mature than just Hail Mary shot going down and like you know wishing for the best and you can you can something can work very well on somebody else and not work on someone That's else. That's true. So as every time is kind of a new uncharted territory, and so if you ever feel uncomfortable, there's nothing wrong with having that conversation, and you can make it flirty too. It's like oh, so like tell me what you like, and da, da, da. it doesn't Ooh. have to be like sitting with your notepad and glasses and like really intensely focusing on this. It's just like hey, let me know what you're comfortable. Some people like penetration, some people don't. Like there's so many different levels, and just some being, people like woody woodpeckers and. Some don't. Don't. And just being flirty about it and just asking. And especially if that's like, if you know it's going to go down that night, to be flirty about it during the day and just kind of poise that conversation. And I think that's so sexy and so mature of somebody to ask someone because then that shows like you actually care about the other person feeling good. So I think that's my advice. Or you can spell the ABCs. You could, you should do both. <laughs> Honestly, you should just do both. <laughs> Okay, let me pick the next question. It's getting too hot in here. Okay. 
Making money is easy. Can we talk about ways to keep it and secure it and make it grow? Ooh, all these money talks. Mm-hmm. I love it. Jay's all about investments. Yes, now. I'm all about investments <laughs> now. You're welcome. I think money dates are really important. Even if you're a single or in a relationship, you should take yourself out and have a money date where you literally look at all of your finances, throw it on a spreadsheet, and mm. manage where your spending is going. I think that's key. For me, at least. I'm a big spender, and if I don't have money dates, I feel like I can buy Disneyland. Like, I just – I had there's no limit because I don't see it. Yeah. So if I have a money date biweekly or monthly, then I – it keeps my – it keeps me on track mm-hmm. and my mind understanding where that money is going and where it's like where everything's flowing. I think when it comes to it's sounding like this person knows that they have a spending problem. It doesn't yeah. sound like making money is hard. It's just how do I save it? Yeah. So I, what's really good where we started with our money dates is that they were weekly. And then when we got to a good track, they became, you know, every other week and then became once a month and there when you fall off the wagon and when we fall off the wagon it's okay to go back it's okay to say like hey can we pull can we go back to once a week can we go back to every other week and keep going to stay on track and have those goals because when you achieve those goals there's no better feeling and it's worth a lot more than that quick fix of spending yeah and and finding out what you need versus what you want i was just gonna say that i think a really good trick that eden um did Mm -hmm. with me early on in the relationship was i i love home goods (laughs) so much so much i could spend hours at home goods redecorating my entire house mentally in the (laughs) entire every single lane and aisle and it's just my happy place you know so Early on, I would go to Home Goods and I would go crazy and just buy furniture that I didn't need. She and tried to buy a telescope one time. I did try to buy a telescope, but Eden did not allow we me to. We live in Los Angeles. There are no stars. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't look cool in the living room. That's true. But whatever. Anyways, so Eden started this game where she would allow me to fill the cart mm-hmm. whenever I would go to Home Goods. So I get that feeling out of wanting to buy everything and going on a shopping spree because I grew up in a really poor home. So for me, like not a not in any way where we rich um, or anything. So for yeah. me, it was really important to if I made enough money, why wasn't I allowed to spoil myself? Because I wasn't spoiled like as a kid or like growing up. So for me, it was a lot of that, like just still dealing with childhood traumas and the way that I was raised. So I felt like I deserved it. And I do deserve nice things, but like there should be a limit, you know. But Eden started this game where she would allow me to fill the cart. And then when we got to the checkout, she would say, okay, Jay, what do you need and what do you want? And then I would have to go, you know, and filter everything in the cart that I actually needed versus what I wanted because a want is a want. It's not something that you need. And a need is like there's a practicality. There's a reason for buying that thing. Like, you know, maybe we need – um a Mm -hmm. chair for the desk because the chair that we have is like old and raggedy and yeah it needs to be replaced versus the telescope that i do not need (laughs) at all 
Yeah, it's I, just cool. I love how grown you are, and that you're able to admit and be and just realize that you know what? I don't need a telescope, but this chair in the kitchen that I keep almost falling out of because it's it's breaking down is more important to me, yeah. and that's the compromise and. What I loved about doing that is that I didn't change who you were. I don't, I never want to change you. And I know that you love to emotionally spend back in the time, but just trying to get on the same page was really a great way we can meet in the middle. So you still get to shop, but let's just get what we need. And then eventually when we've hit all of our goals, we'll be able to, you know, spend a little bit more responsibly and get things that we want. That makes sense. I don't know if that telescope made sense, <laughs> but if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. Yeah. And that helped a yeah. lot. The spreadsheets, that, yeah. uh, knowing the difference between wanting something and needing something. And I also renamed my bank accounts. Yes, that's so funny. Which definitely helped me out. Um, I renamed my like checking and savings account to quit being broke. <laughs> One of them was quit being broke. That was my checking account, and my savings was, do you really need? Do you really need that thing? Hmm. And having accountability for me yeah. was very important in order to get to where I'm at now, and in order to get to a financial good place, like a financially good place. And it wasn't. We also didn't want to make both people, uh, one person, feel like they were sacrificing more than the other because. I knew Jay was making such a big sacrifice and pulling back her emotional spending. I need to have some skin in the game. And so I had to pull back on my coffee spending. I had to pull back on things that, you know, did I really need? No. Were they a quick fix? Sure. Mainly I was addicted, so I would spend a lot on coffee all <laughs> the time. A lot of money on coffee. And so then I went from buying coffee out all the time to making coffee at home because then it lasts a little bit longer. Or I drink coffee every other day instead of every day. Now it's like three times a week, or at least I try. Uh, and it's just about compromise and meeting in the middle and holding yourself accountable. But it's, to Jay's point, having a bigger goal and knowing that if I buy this thing, it's going to keep me away from my goal. And a big, big thing that Jay's taught me is investments and seeing the bigger picture and uh, even buying property that was that was a vision and a goal I didn't see I was like oh my gosh it costs so much money but she was just like in the long term in the long run this is a great investment plan and buying property is so smart to set us up for the future I know you can't see it now but see it in the we'll, yeah. we'll be seeing it in a you know few years and she was right and you know it's just trusting your partner and having those open conversations I think is really key too yeah for sure I don't think we would be here so open and transparent mm -hmm. with money if it wasn't for safe space right. when it comes to money and just talking about it without judgment. That part. Cool. You're next, baby. I'm next. These questions are awesome. All right. What do you do if a girl says we just have a friendship but we do couple stuff and kiss? No sex. Um, Red flags. Red flags yeah. all over. It's like a whole mountain of red flags. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you should... I think you should stop that part. kissing and doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me like you like her because you wouldn't be asking this question if you didn't like her. So yeah, I feel like it's toxic. Like you're gonna, you're literally doing all the things that you do in a relationship without the relationship, without the relationship, and you're not getting sex. 
that ugh. That's and you're not getting sex. And you're not getting sex. Come on. So I don't know. I think we need to cut that cut person that. out. Yeah. And it sounds like you have an emotional attachment to it. You have feelings for this person, but this person doesn't want to commit to obviously being in a relationship with you. You just kiss and make out. And what you want to do is protect your mental health. And if this is messing with your head too much, time to get out. Like Jay said, mountain of red flags, exit the building and, you know, find somebody that doesn't make you feel this way. I think that's what people forget. Does this person make me feel good or do they make me feel bad? Do they make me question myself or do they make me confident in myself? And getting back to that foundation will definitely tell you, should you stay or should you go? I also feel like when people throw themselves in situationships or things like this, you miss out on the opportunity of meeting the right person because you're stuck on this person who can't give you what you're looking for and you're you're okay with the bare minimum which is not okay oh look at you i love the year old you not 20 year old advice you (laughs) i'm just saying no no you're right you're right and know your worth that's what i'm saying mm -hmm. know your worth and if they can't give you what you want then move on because you're wasting time valuable time nobody's promised tomorrow isn't promised Mm -hmm. so just spend time with people that care about you oh my gosh she's already in selfish 2023 and i'm I kind know. of obsessed i'm a week early oh my gosh you're so sexy you want to read another one no you oh me my turn okay oh ho, ho. can you come back from cheating i don't think you can personally mm-hmm. because i don't condone cheating mm-hmm. personally there are people out there who have their own uh, boundaries and right. whatever i personally can't deal with cheating i would rather have someone lie to me and deal with the lie than have someone cheat on me because i can't come back from that Mm. we can't come back from that yeah that's like a boundary that's been crossed and i don't know i don't care how much therapy you're doing and how sorry Mm. you are about it and all that it just won't fly with me Mm -hmm. but i feel like there are people who have cheated who do the work Mm -hmm. I never repeat the mistake again. Mm -hmm. I do believe in second chances. Like I do think there are people who are remorseful Mm -hmm. and they work on that and then they learn from their mistakes. Right. But not all of them. Like I feel like it's very few, far and few in between. Yeah. And then holding on to the hope that maybe this person will be the anomaly and change is, I don't know, I think I'm right there with you is good enough. Just personally, where I stand as well is I could never come back from cheating, and this is then this is why it's because I told you where I stand with cheating from the beginning, yeah, so i've I've expressed what the consequences are if you ever were to cheat, so if you do do that, that is your choice, and you will now have to accept the consequences that is it there's no there's no coming back from that because you've been warned well i also feel like it's such a coward thing to do yeah like if you're unhappy Mm -hmm. in the relationship Mm -hmm. just leave just leave end it uh, amicably Mm -hmm. and go your own ways versus you're hurting the person that you love yeah you're scarring them Mm -hmm. you're traumatizing them now they're gonna have triggers forever now they're going to have insecurities that you've placed in them yeah. because you cheated versus just leaving the relationship. Just 
being honest and just saying how you feel. And ultimately, I'm I'm aware that there are probably multiple problems in the relationship that led to cheating. For sure. But just be honest and just talk about these things and put the ball in their court. And before you dis- – there's no excuse for cheating. Just – end the relationship and again, this is just our opinion this is just our opinion there not are people everybody. that are you know th- these are just our boundaries i can't come back from cheating mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't be able to take someone back who's cheated trust for me is so important that i just i can't be with somebody who like constantly lies or cheats because I don't want to put my mental health in a state of, can I trust this person? Can I be with this person? Do I ever have to worry? I just, it's just too mentally exhausting for me. And that once that trust is broken, I know that you do not care about me uh, enough to do this. And so there's just, it's just an end all be all. And you can go ahead and change and move on and be a better person, but be a better person with somebody else. It's not for me to go through. And that's just where we stand on this topic. It, not to say that's for everyone, but uh, cheating. And we've talked about cheating from our first date. Where do we stand? Yeah. And so it's been made very clear where we where we are with cheating. So if it were to ever happen, you know the consequences. I love it, baby cakes. All right. Do you have a P.O. box where we can send you two gifts? How cute. That's sweet. (laughs) We do not have a P.O. box, but we will have one next month and we will make an announcement because we we get a lot of DMs and emails and everything of people wanting to send us gifts. And we love gifts. Yeah. Gift giving is a love language that we have. (laughs) So if you feel like sending us something next month, we will have that for you. We will definitely get one. I think that was so sweet. I think there's something exciting about opening a box from somebody that's just like really nice. Yeah. We'd love that. We'll do that next year. Alrighty. We're coming to the end of our questions. Um, Oh, I think you're going to really love this question. Okay. What you got? Um, How do you both care for each other's inner child? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good question. This is super important. Um, I think... I think the way that I care about your inner child is I constantly make sure that our days are as light as they can be. And there's no pressure. And I I purposely try to make you laugh every day. (laughs) Because... I feel like you were raised to be an adult so early in your life that you didn't really get to enjoy it enough. And so for me, it's really important to make you laugh as much as I can every day. Oh, my gosh. You made me cry. I'm sorry. I didn't know you. I didn't know you saw that part of me. I see everything. I know. Well, I, just, I guess I just didn't know, like, because you you make me laugh all the time. I know. <laughs> every every goddamn day, my cheeks hurt so much every day. But I didn't know that was the reason why. But I also didn't know you saw that. Um, you know, I've always had to be very serious and very very hard on myself. Because yeah, I know. I had to grow up so young, and I just didn't know, like, oh, babe, I'm sorry. Sweet. My inner child's crying. Cry. <laughs> I'm making your inner child cry instead of laugh right now. Yeah. 
No, I mean, that's so beautiful. I didn't, I, I thought it was just maybe the tags, you know, because I grew up poor and I leave tags on my <laughs> clothes. That was my second one. That was my second one. You have to explain to them. They don't know. Okay, okay. So that was my first one. I make sure that Eden laughs a lot because she deserves to laugh. And the second thing is Eden has a horrible habit of leaving tags, like price tags on new clothes. So she'll wear a sweater that has a price tag on it and she'll just forget. Like she will forget to take off the tags. Checking for tags right now. <laughs> no, I don't have any right now. I made sure. <laughs> but I asked her once why, because it happened so often early on in our relationship that I didn't understand why she would leave tags on purposely. And she told me that she grew up really poor and her family her mom would always um, make her basically return all her clothes um, when she was a kid. So that was something I didn't know. And now I don't make a big deal. Like I don't no. embarrass her about it because I think it's just a bad habit. Like she just still leaves yeah. them on and it's probably out of trauma. Um, but now I just – I just – you know, calmly and quietly <laughs> remove the tag before we go out the door so you don't feel bad about it. Yeah. And, like, like getting new clothes and having nice clothes was just such a foreign thing to yeah. me. So now that I'm, like, in a place where I can have nice clothes and, like, new clothes, I get so happy. That's why I'm, like, oh, I love my jeans or, like, I love my sweater or, like, I love this brand and all that stuff because it generally makes me happy because it's so – it's, like, so nice and it makes me feel good. And mm. those are things I never really had before. And you made fun of my style because my style sucked. But <laughs> at the time, it was all I could afford. Aww. And so I really appreciate that you've taught me quality over quantity when it comes to clothes. And, like, the price of good quality clothes, you, you can't – you can't compare because it's going to last me so much longer and it's going to make me feel good yeah. versus something that's just going to fall apart in a few weeks or when I wash it. Um, but that was very sweet. And I love your inner child because um, I shouldn't be crying about your inner child. <laughs> um, knowing how hard of a life that you had growing up and how much you really wanted to be loved I make sure I shower you with so much love and I make sure I hug you and I hold you tight and I I'm the big spoon like basically every night there's a couple <laughs> of nights where I get to be a little spoon for five minutes and then you turn around and then I, hold I get hot <laughs> but you love you just want me to be the big spoon and I remember you saying like the only person who held you like that was your grandma and yeah. it was a safe space and somebody who's grown up in LA and has had a very hard life the feeling of never feeling safe the feeling of always having to watch your back the feeling of oh you never knowing where the, the next thing was going to be I wanted to be the person that created security for you I wanted to be the person that could take care of you and you didn't always have to be the person taking care of everyone and I wanted to be the person that loved you and made you feel safe and you didn't need to do anything you just needed to be there and for me I feel like I feel so bad for that inner child because she never got the love and safety and security that she deserved and you know it's not about how you start it's about how you finish mm -hmm. so just making you feel that I hope I hope you do yeah you make me feel loved every day and I really appreciate that I 
And it's funny because when we first started dating, I think it, um, like how much you hugged me made me feel a little awkward because I, yeah, uncomfortable because it was foreign to me. I didn't grow up in a household where hugs and kisses was the norm. So to have a partner that just loves on you every day and dotes on you and just admires you and tells you how pretty you look and how much they love you. It was a lot to adjust, but now I can't imagine my life without those things. And I thank you for that. And my inner child thanks you for that. I thank you. You deserve it. Oh, thanks, babes. <laughs> All right, I got heavy. Oh, that was a good question. <laughs> Last question. Can you help me find my perfect match? <sighs> Yes, always. <laughs> I mean, that's what we try to do. That's why we made a Preciosa Night. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That's A, that's why we have our page. I think we make a lot of love connections on our page. <laughs> I remember one time we did a post and we basically just told everyone to shoot their shot, like in the comments section, and it went bananas. Yeah. It's like over 500 comments of people just shooting their shot and saying where they're from and what they like to do and it was so cool to watch just we uh, we love love and we know like hey if you're on our page odds are you're trying to find your person Mm -hmm. so let us just help be that connecting factor Mm -hmm. and i think it's really hard for queer people to meet each other so it started with our page and then I, know, I think that's where we go as creators, and I think that's what makes us stand out from everybody else, is that we genuinely care about why people are here, why people listen to us, and it's because you love love too, and you are looking for something similar, so we're like, okay, how can we take it beyond a post, so let's try to get everybody in the same room, mm-hmm. and for the couples who are just looking to make other friends, for people who are here by themselves looking to meet their other person, for somebody who's just looking to make, uh, you know, network with other queer individuals, we just couldn't, we never felt like we had a space as queer people of color to do that. Not to say the club is always the best spot, but it's a good start. And we're like, okay, let's just loosen everybody up and have a good time. And you know, we've heard amazing things from it. And Jay loves to play Cupid all the time. And so I think we always just try to find ways to bring you to like bring people together because we know if you're odds are if you're here and you're listening, you're looking. Totally. And that's to your point. That's how we started Preciosa Night. And for those that don't know, we're having a New Year's Eve party, which is our last party of the year. We might take a little hiatus next year. We might, we will. We might, we <laughs> will. But it's a great way to meet people. It's a great time. We curate the entire night. Yeah. Uh, we have photo ops. We have great DJs. We play everything under the sun from bachata to mm-hmm. reggaeton to 90s hip hop and everything in between. And, and we, it's just, we, yeah. And we do this for you all. Like, this is just, this is not what we do for a living. We're not. <laughs> Definitely not promoters, promoters by any means. Or party planners. This is just something we love to do for fun because we want to bring you all together. And we're, you know, we're happy to do it from front end to back end. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of research. And even these like photo ops, like we'll think of an idea and then we'll look at each other and be like, that's crazy. Like, how are we going to pull it off? And then all of a sudden you see us gluing almost a thousand chandelier, like, you know, champagne glasses together right now. <laughs> yeah. So all of it to say is come through mm-hmm. come support but it's also a really great place to meet people mm-hmm. meet single people meet friends and just have a good time and safe space 
And we brought together some really, really great DJs and performances and performers and we're really honored to be able to do that and create it for you all. And we loved and we are thankful for every opportunity you've provided for us to have a Preciosa. We hope there'll be more Preciosas in the future. Or it doesn't take a little break after this one. <laughs> so please catch the last one um, while it's here. And, you know, let us know if you want it to come back and where you want it to come back. And, you know, we'll see what we can do. But... Thank you so much for listening to our last podcast of 2022. Our Q&A podcast edition. We should do more of these random like fish bowls. This was really fun. There were some really good questions. I'm really shocked. Yeah, I agree. And if you have any topics for us to bring into 2023, please leave a comment on our page. Slide into our DMs. We do Let's Talk Thursdays. So we'll do a call out for topics for next year. And if you feel like our um, Instagram captions or our Instagram captions, our Instagram DMs doesn't give you enough space to write what you need to, feel free to send us an email at edenxj at gmail.com and let us know your story and any advice you want to hear because clearly this was really fun and we'd love to give more. And we will see you in 2023. And we hope you all have a great holiday, a great New Year's. Ooh, all the above. All the above. You get that midnight kiss. Ew. And we'll see you next year. We'll see you next year. Bye. Bye.